Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Excited to be here tonight. I believe God has a plan for all of us and He's about to unfold it to us. Amen. Well, John chapter 15 is the piece of scripture we're reading from tonight. I read from verse number one. The Bible says that I am the true vine, my father is the husband man. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away that. And every branch in me that beareth fruit, he purgeth, that he may, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean by the words which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine. And ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. And men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We are continuing on our laws of fruitfulness, and we are reading from this book, Fruitfulness. Amen. God is making you fruitful. Your season of fruitfulness is here. I said your season of fruitfulness is here. Wonderful. And we said that the end game of God is that we will prove ourselves as his disciples. And the cardinal sign of a disciple who is a follower is fruitfulness. Amen. 
in verse 16 of the same scripture, Jesus says, Ye have not chosen me, I have chosen you. What and ordained you. I've chosen you, I've certified you, I've made a public display, I've told everybody you are my child, you are my disciple. Why? That you bring forth fruit and that your fruit remain. Then whatsoever you ask, the Father in my name, he may give it. So the mandate is clear. The purpose is clear. The vision is clear. What God wants you to do is very clear. He wants us to be fruitful. That's why he has chosen us. Amen. And I told you, you choose things for a particular reason. And when they don't give you that for which you chose them, then we have a problem. So when as Christians, as disciples, we don't give back to God what he chose us for, then we have a problem. Amen. Hallelujah. So that's why we are looking at fruitfulness. And my prayer and my wish and my plan is that we will all become fruitful. Because what comes with unfruitfulness, you don't want it. Amen. So we started to look at laws of fruitfulness because everything you are doing is governed by either principles or governed by laws. You cannot operate outside the principles that govern it or the laws that govern it. Amen. amen. Say another amen. amen. You cannot operate outside of them. So we started to look at these eight laws that Jesus outlined for us in this chapter of fruitfulness. And we said the very first one is that unfruitful Christians will be removed. Amen. Unfruitful Christians will be removed. It's in your book. Chapter number five or four. Chapter five. What that page 20 something. Yes. Unfruitful Christians will be removed. The Bible says in verse two of this scripture that every branch in me that does not bear fruit is taken away. It's taken away. It's taken away. Now, once it's taken away, it, it says it's taken away. What does this taking away mean? What does it mean? God says, if you are not fruitful, I will take you away. That's what I'm going to do. Do you get it? That's what I intend to do. In Luke chapter 30, since we don't know what this taking away means, let's look at another scripture that perhaps tells us the same thing, to have an idea. So Luke chapter 30, reading from verses, the Bible says, and he spoke, he spoke also this parable. Now, a parable is a story with a lesson, so it's intended for you to think. Do you get it? It's like parable from the word parambulate. So it has to move. So your mind will move. Do, do you get it? It's parabolic. It means you have to think to find it. Find what you are being told. So things are not said to you clearly. It requires some thinking. So he spoke to them another parable to get them thinking. So as we start to read this parable, we are supposed to be thinking. Our minds are supposed to be engaged and to go around trying to figure out what God is trying to tell us. So he spoke a story that made them think. He said, 
a certain man had a fig tree and planted a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came and sought fruit thereon and found none. He came to look for what? He came to look for fruit from the fig tree. He just didn't come to visit the fig tree. See, oh, fig tree, are you there? Uh, he came looking with a purpose. He was looking for fruit. All right? The primary thing God is looking for from us, as his disciples, is fruit. Nothing more, nothing less. It's fruit. God is looking for fruit from us. That's why this, this, this man, he came looking for fruit. Unfortunately, he found none. Verse 7. He did not find what he was looking for. So, we are talking about unfruitful Christians. Christians who do not bear fruit. Okay, we are looking at them. That's what we are looking at. In this, I'm just on point number one. He, said, he came and he found out. Then he said to the dresser, second character, third character introduced to the story. The first character is a certain man, the owner of the vineyard, the one who planted the fig tree. The second character, guess, is what? The fig tree. Third character introduced to the story is the dresser. And he said to the dresser, of his vineyard, behold, 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 behold. One second. Hallelujah. Then behold, the CD was just scratching. Don't, don't start to complain. Internet was buffering. Okay, good. Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree. Amen. He says, I've been coming for three years. I've planted this vineyard, this fig tree for at least three years. And I've been coming for three years and I have found nothing. Amen. I have found nothing. I am fine none on the fig tree. He said, what should I do? Cut it down. What is my reason? Cut it down. Why, cum, why cumbereth or cucumber? So why cumbereth the ground? He said, the word cumbereth, stay there please. The word cumbereth means that why am I disturbing the ground? Hallelujah. Why am I disturbing the ground? He said, this tree that doesn't bear fruit is a disturbance to the ground. It's a problem. It's occupying space, too much space on the ground. Hallelujah. It's burdening to come means to burden. We say it's cumbersome. It means it's burdensome. It's troubling. It is troubling the ground. Could it be possible that some Christians are troubling the church? But that's what the Bible is saying. That some of us are troubling the kingdom. Some of us are cumbering. Let's stay with Bible words so that you don't say that I've come up with my own way. We are troubling. We are cumbering the kingdom. Amen. The absence of fruit 
or our inability to bear fruit as Christians is cumbering the kingdom. Star, say amen. You are cumbering the kingdom when you are fruitless. Hallelujah. We are troubling. We are troubling. He said, why? Why? He's asking the question on behalf of the ground. Why are we burdening the ground? So, so it's like there are unfruitful Christians around. And let's say God wants to bless the church with cars. And he wants to bless the church with 10 cars. But there are 20 people in the church. 11 fruitful people and 9 unfruitful people. Now God has to spread the cars for the whole church. So now there's even a confusion. I have been in the church longer than this person. But this person is getting a car, I'm not getting a car. Or this person is getting a job, I'm not getting It's like it's a disturbance even for the blessing supply. Not that God is in short supply. But that is what he wants to give at the time. But there are Christians who are not being fruitful. So they are, they are, like, they are like a trouble to the system. Eating up resources. He said, why? Because the ground has a limited amount of um, fertilizer, nutrients, everything, plus sunshine, the water that goes, what every plant takes. So here are plants, six plants, six trees there, and with a limited supply of water to the ground, and they all have to fight over it. Here are two unfruitful plants which are taking some of the water. They are siphoning some of the water that should go to other trees. So God in his wisdom said, the, the, the guy, the owner of the vineyard said, in my wisdom, I think it's better to cut it down. It's better to cut it down. It's better, they are depleting, why depletes the soil? So because it's bothering the ground, let's cut it down. Let's cut it down. Let's cut it down. Verse 8. And he, who is the dresser, answering him said, Lord, let it alone this year also. Let's give it one more year. And I shall dig about it and dunk it. Next verse. If it bear fruit, good, well, good, powerful. But if not, then after, I shall cut it down. Could it be that God is giving some of us one more year before he cuts it down? He said, okay, preach, have a season of fruitfulness to preach to them. It's like dunking and I go back, verse 8, I shall dig around, I shall dunk. It means I will care for it for another year. Give it some dunk. Dunk is to fertilize it. Give it some extra fertilizer. Give it some extra fertilizer and see for this extra year. Maybe some of us are in extra time before we are cut off. Before we are cut down. Now, to cut down means so many, it could mean so many things. Taking away could mean so many things. One of them is death. One of them is sickness. So that you become incapacitated you are not part of the things anymore. One of them is also redundancy. Redundancy is like uselessness. Hello? Church of God. This is perhaps the most serious message we... we uh, I mean, it's as serious as a heart attack or Monday morning traffic. You have to take it seriously. 
Yeah, God is redefining you and I. Even the way we walk with him, what we do in the church. And this message is not for pastors. I just told you, I started with pastors so that you can know your level. But it's for every Christian. Once you have been around for a while, you have to be fruitful. And that's what God is expecting from you. There are some plants, when you plant them, you just go to your room and come, they start to germinate. Have you not planted tomatoes before? Have you not planted cucumber? Not cucumber, cucumber's brother, what is it called? Lettuce before? Have you not planted maize before? You just carrots. You just close your eyes and open. It begins to, maybe some of you are carrots. So if I'm around for three years, then I have to bear fruit. Look, three months you have to start bearing fruit. You have already been praying for God to answer your prayer. Why don't you want to wait for three years? Let me be in the church for three years before I ask God to answer any of my prayers. Why don't you wait for three years before you start praying and asking God for things? Day one, you came to church. There's, as soon as you finished praying the sinner's prayer, you started to ask God for a beloved. So what is wrong if God asks you for, a, for fruit? What is wrong? You started to ask God for a, a job one week of being. Even you started to ask him before you came to church. What is wrong if God expects fruit from you? you today you say it's too early. So it says anyone that doesn't bear fruit, you take it away. So the dresser begged in that. Let's give it one more year. The dresser is your pastor. His job is to preach to you, dunk, dig around you, dress you, set you up so that you can become fruitful. Yeah. Set you up so that you can become fruitful. It says, and he gave some pastors, some prophets, some apostles, some, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. So the dresser is to perfect the saints so that they can become fruitfulness. They can become fruitful. Perfect them for fruitfulness. So when you sit in the church, you don't bear fruit. This is what awaits you. And this is not me, it's Jesus Christ. I wish it was me, I can go and erase it. But this is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So may we not be cut off. Number two, we said that fruitful Christians must be purged to bear more fruit. Verse 2, it says, every branch that bearer no fruit, he take it away. And every branch that bearer fruit, he bearer that it may bring forth more fruit. Sometimes as we are in the church, you are bearing some fruit, small, small, small. You started to show signs, good signs. So the work of the dresser is to purge you. The work of God is to purge you so that you can bear more fruit. Your fruit can be more. I said, your fruit can be more. So purging, which is the removing of unwanted things, sometimes a violent removal of unwanted things, leads to more fruitfulness. So I can bring forth more fruit. Yeah. I have a lady who, she's very fruitful, but she doesn't care about her members. Oh, no, no, no. Someday they were begging us that, look, we will come to church. Just... They were asking, when will you come and visit us? Just, just take interest in us. That's all. As for coming to church, it's not hard. Just take interest in us. If this person corrects this thing, immediately the person will bear more fruit. It's called purging. So when you come to church and you are being purged, allow yourself to be purged. Sometimes the purging comes in a reproof. 
and we prove it's, oh, it's not right. Sometimes it comes in a rebuke. That is, don't be silly. How do you say don't be silly in Corsa? It's okay. In, in the Lela. In the Lela. Sudelela. Sudelela. Or am I right? No, I need the right thing. Okay, let's go to the Zulus. How do you say it in Zulu? Sangana. Are you sure? You, you know, you, your, you, your words are not, your words I can't trust. I mean, they are Zulu, but they are not the Zulu I'm looking for. Musubenda. Musubenda. I mean, it's almost like, stop being bad. Musubenda. Sometimes you have, you have to be told, Musubenda. Yeah, you should be told, Musubenda. It's a pageant. But when they tell you Musubeda, then now you have made a face. Sunday I saw a girl who had made a face in church like big beans that had expired. Very, very boring, bad, horrible face. Sitting in, I almost said go and sit at the back or be outside the church. That has expired. Yeah. So when you are told, you don't smile. You are not a polite person. Begin to become, be nice to your people so that you can bring forth more fruit. Then rather you go on a tangent. And who do, that's how my face is. I mean, it's a, it's, my, it's a Zulu look. Who told you it's a Zulu? Is that Shaka, how Shaka looked? We are what? We are better. We are better. I, I don't know what it means. They told me. I don't know what it means. They told me, I don't know. Please, if it's not a good, it's not a good Zulu, don't blame me, blame them, okay? But we are better, we Yeah. Stop bedding over there. Ah. Thank you. So be ready to be paged. Sometimes you have disloyal tendencies in you. It's being removed so that you can become fruitful. Then you are resisting. You are resisting. And they don't want to allow us to do what we want to do. It will make you unfruitful. Do, do you know the thing about bearing little fruit? The fruit, some die. That's why you must bear more fruit. You see, when you bear little fruit, the fruit, some die. Ever since I took over the church, some people have left the church. Some have left the church because I'm not nice. Some have left the church also because I'm too nice. Do you get it? Like some people don't like sugar. Some people also like sugar. Do, do you get it? Those who don't like sugar, they don't like sugar because it's too nice. Do, do you get it? And so some have left the church because I'm not, a, I'm not a naturally nice person. Some have also left the church because <laughs> I have sugar and spice and anything nice. Different, uh, different people like different things. Do you, do you get it? So if we don't continue bearing fruit and we sit down with a few fruit, the, the, the church will finish. That's why you must be paid to bear more fruit. Yeah. Some of you had some sheep during, before COVID, BC. After COVID, you see where they've all gone to. 
Yeah, global pandemic. Since then, you have not resurrected from the dead. This message is bringing purging so you can rise from the dead. Your glory days are coming back. I said your glory days are coming back. This message. So don't fight the message. Don't say it's too strong. Don't say it's too harsh. Last week, Bishop said it's a friendly match, but the number of people who got injured in the match. The number of bookable offenses, suspensions, they are too many for a friendly match. Don't fight it. God is bringing you to a state of fruitfulness. Yeah. Amen. It's purging. To purge means to correct, to fix things. Things are being fixed. I, I, I had a pastor who was wasting money on transporting people. We had to fix it. If we don't fix it, the day you start bearing, there'll be no money to move the people. So you see four people, he has put them in a helicopter. He's bringing them to, to church. Hey! One day I called him, I said, no, no, no. It doesn't work like that. We have to save some of the money so that when we start becoming, bearing a lot of fruit, we still have the capacity to cater for them. Can you imagine that when I said that the pastor, why did you say that I won't work again? You become fruitless. Yeah, but the pastor realized, no, it's true. So now let's be economical. So suddenly when fruit start coming, we have saved small, small. Today we save 100. The other day we save 50. Another day we save 200. It's all, it's all gathering for the day that we need it. For the day when the harvest starts to boom. But you say, why did you tell me that this? Why did you? And we watch it all the time. When people start to misbehave, when you try to correct them. One day I told the husband, as soon as we close, you have gone home to go and sleep. Your wife is always in church. You are not. It's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. It's a form of purging. You correct yourself and say, no, this thing is not right. Because before you married, you are always around. So is it like the mistake we made was to bless your marriage? Yeah, it's a correction. Because if you are around, you become more fruitful. Hallelujah. So you receive it and then you straighten up. And once you straighten up, I also have superiors over me. They are always straightening me. I mean, hardly will we go to a meeting and there will not be any straightening. If it's just to clap for you, then there's no need for a meeting. The clapping for you, it will happen when we step in heaven. When Jesus, the righteous judge, comes. And then he will clap for all of us. If we have done well. If we have done what he asked us to do. But for now, every day must be a correction, a correction, a correction. So that we can do better. The biggest room in this world is the room for improvement. There's always room for improvement. There's always room for improvement. Oh, I've done everything. There's still more to do. There's still more to do. It's the biggest room. So when we correct you, stop that. You are doing well. Then you start walking with a boy, Rastafarian type of boy. In, not Rastafarian in appearance, but Rast, Rast, Rastafari in behavior. And we say, be careful, be careful. Because the amount of smoke around him at a time, it's improper. So, they don't want me to, 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 to find a husband. They are migrate to find a husband if I don't try Bob Marley and see what will happen. Hey! Number three, number three. Let's go forward, number three. 
Number three. Cleanliness and purity is needed for fruitfulness. Purity and cleanliness is needed for, pure, for, for fruitfulness. Jesus said in verse 3, Now you are clean by the words which I have spoken unto you. Jesus was talking to them about fruitfulness. Then he said, Ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Without purity and cleanness, you cannot be fruitful. See somebody who is not being fruitful, go and check. You see, uncleanness. Yeah. Now, how does cleanness come? It comes through the word of God. It comes through the word of God. That's why Jesus said, I'm sure as he was preaching to them about fruit, immediately they started to think of their sins. And then they said, no, no, then this one cannot work. Then Jesus told them, the, by speaking to you, you are becoming clean. As I'm speaking to you, you are becoming clean. As I'm speaking, as you are exposing yourself to the word of God, you are becoming clean. So cleanliness comes through the word of God. John 17, 17, the Bible says, sanctify them with thy truth. Thy word is true. It says, wash them with your truth. Your word is true. So use the word to wash. Anytime you hear the word of God, you are being washed. You are being cleaned. Yeah. You are being cleaned. You are being cleaned. The word of God washes us and makes us clean. So that we can be cleaned. We can't be clean by ourselves. You can't go and buy blue omu, uh, jig, uh, quick to be. No, it's through the word of God. Amen. Through the word of God. Ephesians chapter 6. Is it 6 or 5? One of them. Ephesians 6, 22. Husbands, love your wives. Ephesians 5, 25. It says, husbands, love your wives. Even as Christ loved the church and gave himself a Why? That he might sanctify it and cleanse it with the washing of water by what? The word. And present it unto himself a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. But that it should be holy without blame. So it's the word of God that makes us clean. That's why Jesus said to his disciples, you are clean. As I'm speaking to you, you are clean. Don't you realize that anytime you're exposed to yourself to the word of God, something is dealt with. Something is dealt with. Sunday I was dealing with bad attitudes. That is what revealed the big beans lady. Bad attitude. As you are sitting, you have a very bad attitude. So you can't be fruitful. Anybody who comes close to you, you, you have a fight with that person. I knew a lady, she can bring forth fruit a lot. And then she will scatter all of them. She had a special scattering gift. Supernatural ability to scatter them. She will borrow money from all of them. Take money from here, take money from, take this from. That's the same lady that came that took the microphone and left the receiver. No, she has not stolen though. She's just keeping it for us as a church. Yeah, she's keeping the microphone. I mean, when she sees 
pastor using it to preach. I, I'm sure she was practicing preaching at home. And she needed a microphone. So she took the microphone. So later I explained to her that the microphone doesn't work alone. There's something that acts with that makes it work. So if you have the microphone, it can't work. It's useless. But she has a special skill. By the time you realize she has had a fight with this one. She has had a fight with this other one. She has had a fight with this. So the bad attitude was spoiling the fruit. So you can only address this through the word of God. Then cleanness will come. Amen. Amen. Through the word of God. And when you hear the word of God on any particular subject, God is cleaning you up to be fruitful in that area. Like I'm talking about fruitfulness. The first day I started to talk about fruitfulness, I said, all of us should go back and start watching that come series, I come seeking fruit. Many people are not, oh, it's like, oh, even pastors who are trying to grow their churches, it's like, oh, what is this that you are saying? That's why your church is finishing. Some churches are dying a slow death. Some are dying a cataclysmic death. Yeah. You have not even bothered to go, go and check where is it. Meanwhile, it's by listening to it that you are being clean. As you are listening to it, you are being clean. You are clapping. Go and watch it. Instead of, keep the clap. What clap after you have watched it? After you have watched it, then you can clap. But if you are clapping now, what I, when I said it last time, you clapped as well. But what has come of it? What has come of it? What has come? It's, it, you have, it has not even occurred to you. Let me go and find it and watch. Let me, you have not even, there are 10 videos. You have not even watched one. Even the introduction. You have not even watched it. How are you going to be clean so that you can become fruitful? How on God's earth are you going to be clean so that you can become fruitful? Oh, this one of the things Bishop says so that the preaching can be complete because if he doesn't say it, he has 45 minutes. He doesn't have enough, enough words to use. So he, he, he has to say it. Who told you? If you were to go and sit with it, even you will be energized to become fruitful. Yeah. So Jesus said, it's the word of God that does the cleaning. As you expose yourself to it. But if you don't, on any particular, if we start talking about holiness, and we are going on in holiness, and we are using the word of God, the more you listen to that preaching and expose yourself to it and do it, the more you become holy. It's like it, the more that thing has a certain cleaning effect on you. Even a book like this, Fruitfulness, you have all bought copies. Some of you have not, you don't read it until I come and say, turn with me to chapter this. Because we are all, re- I'm just reading the book to you. We are all reading it. I'm just reading, then I tell you one story. I read it, then I tell you one Zulu story. Say, what's the word? Uh, something bad. We are better. Yeah. Then I tell you, we are better. Which prophet did not write in the book? Because he wrote it in English. I've just translated one of the words into we are better. That's all. But you will not even, you have it. You know, I have one. And you are going around with it. You only take it on Tuesday. Sunday when you come to you stand in front of the church. Then they take a picture of you. Then they put it on social media. It's not enough. You won't even bother to read it. 
You, so when your basenta or your center is not working, it's not magic. It's not rocket science. It's not a curse. You are not somebody who has said, I think I'm under a curse. Everything I'm doing is not working. No, you are not doing enough to make it work. Don't blame the devil for this. Even the devil has not noticed you yet. I mean, look at your height. Do you think the devil can see you? The devil has not noticed you yet. You're, you yourself, you have not. Let's go to that, our, our famous scripture. Peter, Peter, 2 Peter 1. 2 Peter 1, 5. It says, besides this, giving all diligence. He's talking about how keys to fruitfulness. And he says, besides this, giving all diligence, which is hard work. You have not worked hard enough. You are blaming a curse. It cannot be a curse. You have not worked hard enough. You are sitting home on Saturday watching football and you expect people to come to church with you on Sunday. I, I, do you have magic also? Do you have, you, what are you doing? How, how is it going to happen? A pastor whose church is known, he doesn't go for uh, outreach on Saturdays and he expects his church to work by magic. Meanwhile, you don't have the capacity for that. You don't have the workforce. You don't have the capacity for that. How is it going to work? So even the first key he gives us, which is diligence, hard work. You have not worked hard enough for the basenta to increase from one to two. That's why it's been four. Look, it's been 15 weeks since your basenta has been four. Say amen. amen. Yeah, since. You've been four. Huh? Four is like a constant. It's like a mathematical equation. Four is for constant. That's the key, constant. Your cousin, your cousin's sister, and their child, plus you four. So it's a family affair. Yeah. You have not hit hard enough. If it, there, there are about nine keys here. Just the first key of hard work, diligence, hit hard enough. You have not hit hard enough. So why, why are you expecting results? Then you say you are cursed. Do you think that's how curses work? It's a different. You, you, I mean, you have no, you have no, you can't bring the devil into this one. No, 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 no. You cannot. I won't allow you to blame the devil for this one. This accusation, the devil doesn't deserve it. No, he doesn't deserve this accusation. The devil is innocent. I said, the devil is innocent. It's a false allegation against him. Yeah. Yeah. You are, you have, you have, you have, you are, you are, you are, you are blaming the devil for what he has not done. Yeah. Yeah. You are blaming for nothing. Because you have not even hit enough. You have not done outreach hard enough. You have not prayed hard enough. Amen. You have not prayed hard enough. 
just the first one. Somebody who's, who, who says, I am being cleaned by the word, and we are dealing with fruitfulness. I've quoted this scripture almost all the times I've preached on this. If you have not bothered to go and take even them one by one, how does this thing produce fruitfulness? How does this particular quality, diligence, how does it lead to fruitfulness? Faith. How, for you to even have a question, as a bishop, how does faith contribute in fruitfulness? To ask even such a question, you wouldn't need to know. I mean, it doesn't even occur to you. Hey, Bishop, I wanted to ask yesterday, but it was raining. It didn't rain yesterday. Please. So as you expose yourself to the word, you, it cleans you up. It cleans you up and sets you up to be fruitful. That's why cleanliness is necessary. Amen. Say another amen. Yeah. Yeah, to ask questions. How do you do this? How do you do that? You don't even give yourself to the word. That's such a scripture like this. It's like hitting diligence. I, mean, I think diligence, you can't avoid it. You can't. And even he says, after you have these things, he says, and if these things be in you, number one, and abound. So they don't only need to be with you. You don't need to have portions of it. But it has to abound. There has to be a lot of it. After you have even acquired all the things, you have to have a lot. You have to have a copious amount of it. Yeah. Some of us are using, instead of using faith for our, our centers and bacenters to grow, we are using wishes. Yeah, I wish they will come. I wish they will come. Instead of applying your faith in prayer. Yeah, it's, Jesus talked about prayer in Luke 18. He says, Will, will God find faith when he comes? That will he find people praying? So prayer is an act of faith that I believe that praying for the people will bring the people. So I'm going to invest into it. Yeah. I'm going to invest into it. Rather, you sit there and be wishing, I wish they would come tomorrow. I wish they would come. I mean, I don't know. I wish they would come. I look at it. Look. By the grace of God, in mass grave, we have a systematic approach towards people coming to church. We, a, an aggressive and systematic approach. Relentlessly. We, we finish the camp Saturday, 4 o'clock, straight to Devon. Straight. No sleeping. No, no, no. To get to the job. We just thought, but you see, we are tired. We have been listening to preaching. We are going to, tomorrow, next week, we will see fruit. I charge all the people in the camp. From here, go and start bearing fruit. Don't wait till tomorrow. Now, today, it's 4 o'clock. The sun is still there. Get to the job. So we are tired. Let's go and stretch our legs and our arms and our bodies. Hey. No, systematic. Because I believe that if you don't give people an opportunity to come to your church, they won't come. People don't just walk and fall into the church. Once a while, even those ones who come, oh, I just, I was looking for a church and I, it's some of your prayers that you prayed some time ago that God is answering. There's not nobody that comes by accident. Either they come by supernatural means or they come by going out there together. Going out there together. I mean, some prayers that we prayed 2017, 2018, then God is answering them now. Then you see, you have about seven first timers. Three will say, oh, we're just looking for a church. Then we came. But everybody, you have to go and invite them. 
You have to go and talk to them. You have to reach out to them. If you do not, there'll be nobody. You can't be sitting there wishing they will come. They won't come anywhere. Who are you? I mean, on the men of God scale, who are you? What have you achieved? Who knows you? Even your house, they don't know you as a pastor. When there's, how do I know? When there's a problem, they don't even call you that come and pray. They don't say, hey, this problem, please, can you please pray? For, they don't even, even when the food is ready, they don't call you to bless the food. That's how powerless they see you. They don't even say bless the food so we can eat it. No. No, they just say eating. Pray over the food. If I, eating, that's your food. Then he will pray his own prayer. Then he will just eat the food. Even when the food is small, they don't call you that come and multiply it. At least make an attempt. They don't even trust. Make an attempt, maybe to multiply, maybe to multiply. They don't even think about it. Yeah. So how do you go and sit in church on a Sunday morning, hoping that, so they, these are the pastors who stand on the, in the front of the church. Then anybody who's coming, they'll be praying, no, Lord, let him come to my church. Oh, let these ones who are coming, they should come into our church. You know, somebody has been praying three weeks, so they are on their, they'll pass in front of your church and even say hello to you and go to his church. Number four, closeness is needed for fruitfulness. I close on this one. Closeness is needed for fruitfulness. He says, verse four, abide in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. Without me, you can do nothing. For as Jesus said, for us to bear fruit, we must abide in him. We must be close to him. We must be close to him. Without that, we cannot be fruitful. We must be close to him. Sometimes when you see no fruit, it's a great distance. Far from the vine. And usually, because these things are immeasurable, because they are not tangible to measure, like spirituality and all these things. People argue all the time. You have been spiritual before. And maybe now, something has to be done. And look at it. You may use fruit to measure it. When you were spiritual, you had a lot of fruit. Hello? Yeah. I've been reading a book by Joyce Mayer. Okay, what you have read, show us. Let it bear fruit. Let the fruit of what you were reading, let us see it now. Let us see it what? Now. Yeah, closeness to God, closeness to the vine. It's necessary. When you are far from the vine, you won't bear much fruit. When you are far from Christ, you can't bear fruit. He said, without me, you can't do nothing. A lot of people, you see those numbers we have been looking at downstairs, they backslidden cry. If you go and check, even prayer, they don't pray. Pastor Zos, 
if you see not one, not one, not one, go and even prayer, they don't pray. Yeah, you don't need any magic. It's clear. Because to bear fruit, prayer must go in. Word must go in. So, it, 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 it's not, it, it, there are no fruit. It means it's not going in. Nothing. What are you going to bear? Air. Oxygen. And pastor asked for me, I have, a, I have a lot of fruit, but they are in their spirit. Bring them into the flesh. Let it manifest so that we can all see. Bring them into the flesh so we can see. And pastor, they are in their spirit. Listen, you need a spiritual eye to see them. Bring them into the flesh. And let us see. Bring them into the flesh. Let us see them. Closeness. We must all be on a quest to be close to the vine. We must fight. Anything that pushes us far, we must fight and overcome so that we can be close to the vine. The vine is Jesus. We must fight. We must press through prayer, press through worship, press through quiet and press through the word of God to be close to the vine because without the vine, we can do nothing. We cannot bear fruit. Without it, we cannot bear fruit. Amen. So you see, when people can't do that, pastor is totally far. Me, every day in the church, but totally far from God. Totally far. Oh, yeah. You'll be surprised. A lot of Christians don't pray. Oh. They shout loudest in the church, but they don't pray. Oh, to say I'm praying. I just instantly, I'm, I'm waiting on God. Just me and God. I've not come to ask for a shoe. I've not come to ask for a bag. I've not come to, I'm just here. I'm looking for the presence. Where are you, Lord? Where can I find you? It's like I'm looking for you. You must be in this room right by my side. I want to feel you. I want to. No, nothing. Oh, God, give me a shoe. Oh, God, give me a shoe. Oh, even one of the famous prayers. Oh, God, give me a mother-in-law. Oh, God, give me a mother-in-law. Oh, God, give me a mother-in-law. Oh, God. Mother-in-law or I die. Mother-in-law or I die. Mother-in-law or I die. Mother-in-law or I die. So when you say you are praying, it's mother-in-law or I die. Yeah, but in, yeah, yeah, intimate time with God. <laughs> like, it you to get close to God. Women call it quality time. Spend quality time with me. The quality, I, was, I was listening to a short interview that Trevor, Trevor did, and 
I think something he has written, and he's talking about how to know somebody. So the lady was asking, it's like I spent, I talked to the guy, I asked him questions, and I'll be asking him questions, and he will not be answering, and, but I want to know him. And Trevor was explaining that you don't get to know people by questioning them. You get to know them by being with them. Because when you question them, they give you answers according to the questions you are asking. So that's what you will know. But when you be with them, and they, they do themselves, they be themselves, then you get to see the real person. But if it's question and answer, question and answer, you only know according to the questions you ask. According to the questions, you, I mean, thank you very much. It's like when you write exams, it's not everything you know that is asked in the exam. Does it mean that all you know is what, is, what you answered? No, you know more. So it's like being with the person. And they say, spend quality time with me. Be with me. Just talk to me. Be around me. Keep your eye on me. Leave your phone. And so that's why I told my sister at the back, you just listen to me. After church, I, would give, I can even dash my book to you. Because listening to me, the book, you have it. The notes, you have it. But the, listening to me is the explanation to what I'm saying. So now when you get the explanation, then when you read the book, you can understand. I prefer that one. To, to you are busy, busy. You don't even hear what I'm saying. So, but Bishop, I was writing what you were saying. Yes, you were writing what I said a few minutes ago. But as you were, you are writing anything else I'm saying, you are missing it. You are missing it. Do, do you get it? You are missing anything else I'm saying from that point. So, you are doing something good, but that something good is robbing you of something else. So if the price for me to get you to listen to me is to dash you my book, I'll dash it to you. Yeah, because listening to me will make more for you. So he says, spend quality time. Just listen to me. I'll be sitting at home with my wife. My wife will say, open your eyes. I say, I'm resting my eyes. Say, we are watching the movie, but your eyes are closed. I say, I, I, I can see the movie with my eye closed. I can see the movie. So I, yeah. I can't listen. And if you ask me what happened in the movie, I can tell you everything that happened. I can even tell you the part that we have not reached yet. You, you get it? But my eyes are closed. Now I've become an expert. So when I see her body moving on, then I open my eye. When she turns to her normal position, then I, my eye returns to the normal standard protocol. Yeah, I'm watching with my ears. <laughs> But all she wants is to open your eyes so that you, I can see your eyes are seeing what we are seeing. If you am talking about my eyes, I go to my eyes. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. I can hear what you are saying. And you can also hear what I'm saying. And we can all hear what they are saying. Even you with your eyes open. Sometimes you don't understand what they are doing. You ask me. And I explain to you. So, well, with my eyes closed. So, why are you giving me? I should open my eyes. But that's the reality. All she wants is open your eyes. Quality time. God is also, for closeness to okay, you must spend quality time with God. Quality time with God. Quality time. Then you will now be close to God. Then now you will bear fruit. Now you become fruitful. Church of God, my time is up. Stand to your feet. We'll continue God willing next week. Let us draw nigh unto God. The Bible says, draw nigh unto God, and he will draw nigh unto you. Anytime we make an attempt to draw close to God, God also draws close to us. He closes the gap. This is another book that helps to be fruitful. 
ministerial barrenness. Pastors will get it, they won't read it. Or they won't even get it at all. Yes, I don't have money. No, you are eating at Maquina, you are eating at McDonald's, you are taking this special out. Say, me and my beloved, we are going out. Eh, buy a book and become fruitful. When you marry her, you'll be fruitful enough, you have enough to take her out. Sacrifice one outing to get the material. Lift your hands, pray for yourself wherever you are. Pray and say, Lord, help me. Clean me with your word and help me to draw close to you. Clean me with your word and help me to draw. Help me to draw close. For without you, I can do nothing. I can do nothing. I can do nothing. I can do nothing. Mam palababa, brandolobo, nipola, kemala, bram patata, nekomasaba, rain pedoba. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Wherever you are, pray for yourself tonight. Clean me with your words, O God. Rapilo Makala, Lempalo Baba, Yatoma Semaka, Nipacomayala, Rampatataya, Lepacomaya, Rapilo Mama, Rampola Baba, Lipalaba, Atoma Liba, Lepapopa, Ripola Baga, Rapataba, Yampalo Baba, Ripatoma Sepaya, Nicoma Lepacata, Rampatataya, Lepacomaya, Rampetoba. Limpola baja, Maya Loma, Rampapa, Rapatami, Yatomala, Limpola baba, Rambiga, draw me close to you, Nekomala, bring me where you are, Lapacaba, Lampopa, give me the grace of God to draw nigh to you, Lepacamalo, Mayomalaba, help me to draw near to your servant. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want us to pray one more time. Also, closeness refers to closeness to anointed people. Closeness to anointed people. And God has blessed us with a very anointed founder and father. And the way we get close to him is through his materials through his words, through his books. That's how we fellowship with him, to get close to him. We want to pray that we will be able to painstakingly draw close to him, draw close to the grace that is upon him through the books, through reading the books, giving ourselves to the books and reading and eating them and through listening to his, his words 
so that we can become fruitful. Lift your voice and begin to pray right now. Pray right now. Pray right now. Maloba. Maybe you have become fruitless because your heart has left him. Because your heart has left him. So physically you are with him, but your heart has left him. Pray. Today is, tonight is the night of turn around. Maybe you are watching me online. Tonight is a night of turn around. Tonight is a night for us to turn around. In the name of Jesus. Help us, Lord. Restore our hearts. Restore our hearts. My God, my God. My God, my God, Help us, God. Help us, oh God. Let us be glued to the podcast. Let us be glued to the books. Let us be glued to whatever he's doing. In the name of Jesus. That we can draw close to the grace. That we can tap from the grace. In the name of Jesus. My God, my God. Help us, O 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 God. Help us. Help us draw close to you. Draw close to the grace that is upon the ministry. Draw close to the anointed vessel you have given us to shepherd us and to guide us. In the name of Jesus. 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 Father, thank you for everybody here present. Help us. Help us, dear Lord. Help us to be cleaned, to subject ourselves to your word. That your word will truly sanctify us and clean us up. That we'll be like Peter that will say, not by our own power and our own holiness that we stand. But the words that Jesus is speaking to us is cleaning us up. That will be more fruitful. Help us to draw close to the vessel that you have given to us. To lead us to the grace, to the anointing that you have given to us. That you have blessed us with as a church and as a ministry. Help us to draw close to him. Draw close to the grace through the words, through the books. Help us, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, say a better amen. Hallelujah. 
you are here, you are not born again, I want to give you this opportunity to ask Jesus to come into your heart. I want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to I want Jesus to become the Lord of my life. If you are here like that, lift your right hand with me as we pray this prayer. Lift your right hand, I'll pray with you. Pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus for dying to save me. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083 773-1605 God richly bless you.